best of baseball to the top of that new metal roof out beyond center field over one of the eating areas, skimmed off the roof, and kept right on going into the Allegheny River. Brian Reynolds hit a ball to pretty much the same place, only his was a walk-off home run, and I'd still rather talk about Tucapita Marcano. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or hockey, I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins, where you found this. Pirates 8, Brewers 7. The Milwaukee's are struggling against your Buckos, which in and of itself should be an earth-shattering headline. The Pirates having taken both games of this series so far with the finale coming this afternoon. But hey, let's not bury the lead, as they say in the news business, because the lead for the day was that Yoshi Tsutsugo was DFA'd. Yes, I know. And yes, I know. Okay. All right. Are we done with that part of the program? Okay, cool. Yoshi's gone. Marcano comes up. The difference, the contrast couldn't conceivably have been more stark. Marcano doing more for the Pirates on one night than Yoshi had done the entire summer. And that's not even a stretch. Three hits, a triple, RBI, some aggressive base running, two terrific plays in the field. And let's just say Derek Shelton saw it the same way afterward. Yeah, I mean, I told Reynolds after the game, I thought uh, Tugapita was the player of the game. I don't know why they were interviewing him because, I mean, come back, the at-bats he had, the play he made and left was an unbelievable play. Even the play, you know, the ground ball uh, in the – Ninth, you know, it looked like he came out of nowhere. I mean, we we continue to talk about this kid being a baseball player, and uh, he really demonstrated it tonight. He did a lot of really good things. This kid's 22 years old, and he's had multiple trips to the majors already, beginning with the Padres a couple of years ago. Regardless of what that tells you about his ability, it should tell you a whole heck of a lot about his maturity and poise that two different organizations saw him as worthy of promotions at his age. He's got something to him. He has shown not just productivity, but also pop. And he's shown it to all fields, unlike a lot of these youngsters that the Pirates have brought up, where you'll see someone like Jack Sawinski was mostly just pulling, not exclusively, but mostly. Marcano He's tough to read. He's tough to anticipate where he's going to hit the ball. And he does have bat-to-ball ability, which is a term I've heard Ben Charrington use, and I just love. It's it's so basic. You say, you say the kid can hit. You know? <laughs> he has bat-to-ball ability. But he does. When the pitcher throws the ball, he can put his bat on it and make things happen. He's been exciting at times. And he's someone who absolutely should stay part of your projections for a potential fixture for the franchise's future. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern. That's directly across Federal Street 
from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. And you know what I mean when I say that, a potential fixture for the franchise's future? I'm going back to about a month ago, whenever we were looking at the everyday lineup when everyone was all wound up about the kids, and not without cause. And you were saying, all right, how many of these players are going to be here when the Pirates are good? And you go around the diamond and you say, all right, well, here's Reynolds, here's Cabrian Hayes, here's O'Neill Cruz, and let's throw in Sawinski. Because why not? Because he's got 14 home runs in two months as a rookie. So you say, all right, Sawinski's in there. Uh, then, you know, he struggles and he goes back down and all of a sudden you feel kind of silly for having gone too far too fast. Well, in Marcano's case, he has to at least be in that mix. For one thing, he can play both outfield and infield. That doesn't mean he's great at either, but he can be very good at either. And this is why I always say that the bat will play. If Marcano can hit, certainly if he can hit on a consistent basis the way he did last night, they'll find a position for him. It doesn't matter where. They got eight spots out there. They're going to create room for him in one manner or another. But we, me and you, we don't have to worry about that. And You know what? Really, neither does Ben Charrington. Those are the classic good problems to have. So if you look at your outfield and you say, all right, well, Brian Reynolds is here and he's going to be the guy in center field. And at some point or other, you're going to give Sawinski more everyday looks as opposed to rotating in and out. When he comes back, I believe he needs to play every bleeping day. You really, really need to let this kid get his groove back. Once he returns. So you've got one outfield spot and you've got Cal Mitchell and Travis Swaggerty. And um, purposely for the discussion that's being had right now, leaving out Ben Gamble and veterans and so forth. I'm just talking about the kids. And you can work Marcano into that. You can also work him into second base. Look, we can sing the praises of Nick Gonzalez up, down, and sideways and what his potential is as a hitter. Everyone knew that when he was drafted. Entering this year, I feel this is important to remind people, he was, according to most ranking services, number one in the Pirates system ahead of O'Neill Cruz. That's the kind of hitter that Gonzalez is expected to be. Hasn't stayed on the field. Hasn't stayed on the field. Will he make it? Sure, someday he will. Will he be a star? We have no way of knowing that. That's kind of my point here. What you have to do, and this is something that, to Charrington's credit, he brought this up back when he was hired, that you have to have not just quality, but you have to have quantity because you just don't know what's going to go wrong 
with young or especially very young baseball players, and you have to put them into positions where they're competing with each other. If Marcano is going to go out there and kick the rear ends, metaphorically, of the other players his age, it doesn't matter if they'll be outfielders or second baseman or whatever, he's gonna play. Plain and simple. When we come back, J1Q. DK, as we just saw again, O'Neill Cruz is, without a doubt, an incredible talent on the diamond. I'm wondering about his drive, his work ethic, his will to win. It takes more than talent to succeed in the majors. You've seen him here. You've seen him in spring training. What's your impression? My first impression, Jeff, is that when we, meaning those of us who passionately follow sports, can't hear from a player, we can question things like this. Now, sometimes this gets attached to where the player is from, or I'm sorry to say, even race. I'm certainly not suggesting anything like that on your end. But that's the way these conversations tend to go. When we see and hear a Michael Chavis, for example, Good old American boy, super enthusiastic, loves to talk. Great interview. Look, look, I love talking to Chavis myself. He's one of my dudes in there, okay? But I'm going to acknowledge my own inherent bias as saying Chavis is a guy who plays with a lot of heart. And you don't have to doubt that even visually. You saw the way he... Went around first base last night and stumbled after he bumped into Rowdy Tellez, and he just kept on motoring, and we all love Michael Chavis, okay? And we see, like, a Yoshi, and he's constantly expressionless, at least on the field. And you think, oh, he doesn't care, he's cashing a paycheck, and then he's going to go back to Japan and whatever else here, and... You just don't know. I I tried at times back in February to get to know him a little bit in Bradenton, but it's tough to do because every time you go and you try to communicate with him, somebody comes running over to try to help you with the translation. And that's not what I was looking for. You know, I just wanted to get like a, you know, make like some kind of joke that I was sure he'd get. And it it just, it's not the same thing. And, And it can't be the same thing. I love to point out to people that these players, English, is a lot better than our Japanese or our Spanish for the most part. Most of us aren't bilingual or trilingual or whatever the case is. So Cruz comes along. He's done a couple of dumb things. He's he's looked a little cocky at times in some stuff that he's done. And then our brains, and this goes for all of us, myself included. We go for things that we just naturally collect in our minds. Well, okay, this is like Starling Marte or Gregory Polanco, and you know these guys all came from the Dominican Republic, and there's a reputation among Dominican players that they're more raw whenever they make it uh, from the island 
to the Gulf Coast League and then on up through the minors. They have their own way. They have da 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 da. Even though there are exceptions to every single one of these rules, it crosses our minds. Again, I'm not making an exception for myself here. So my roundabout answer to you here, Jeff, is watch the joy with which he plays the game. We all remember on that first night this season when he went blazing around second base and had that huge smile and the photography of that moment, the video of that moment went viral. It's fantastic stuff. He actually does that all the time if you watch him closely. Anytime he's on the base paths or doing something that he really loves, which is all out there on the field, he's got this big, big smile on his face. I noticed that about him way before he got to Pittsburgh from our time down in Bradenton. He just loves baseball. To me, that's the universal language in this equation. That's the answer to your question, Jeff, in addition to the fact that he's very, very good at it. And it's not just a matter of having God-given tools and being spoiled by them and just being babied or whatever on his way up. You have to work at those things. There are no accidentally good baseball players, much less accidentally great baseball players. You have to work at it. You have to put in the hours. I've seen him do this. You will learn to love this player, but I am here to tell you that you and I and everyone else will love him that much more when we're all more fluent in communicating with him than can currently be the case. I appreciate the question. I think it's a terrific question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Pirates, and we will do another one of these tomorrow. And by the way, it'll be the last one before I go overseas for a, hmm, what should I call this? It's it's a vacation slash mission slash pilgrimage. I'll explain more tomorrow.